0: Hello and welcome to the High Performance Business Solutions Coaching on the Go podcast. This is Paul De La Garza, welcome you back again. And as always, we never ever fail to provide you with a guest that is going to hopefully be compelling and thought provoking. Today, we're talking about a gentleman by the name of Haas Pratt. Now, let me tell you about Haas. This individual has written a number of books or has written a book, but he really comes to us as a nationally known authority in lead generation and lead conversion for those of you that are in sales this should be very relevant very compelling he has demonstrated over and over again time and time again during his career that using his revolutionary strategies can move salespeople from stuck to supercharged in just months you know, he comes to us as a CEO and founder of an organization called Haas Pratt Success Systems. And he has become one of the premier sources of sales professionals and firms that want to take their business to the next level. It is my pleasure to welcome Haas Pratt to the High Performance Business Solutions Podcast. Haas, welcome. Hey Paul, thanks for having me. It's oh, my pleasure indeed. We have been trying to do this. And I am so glad that you are here, and I'm really, really excited about it. So, how have you been? I've been great. Very, things very good. Awesome. Tell us what's yeah. going on in your life. It sounds, you know, I was reading a little bit of a couple of things, and I, I know that you've got, as always, you've got so much going on. Tell us what's the latest with you. I understand that you're working on a new book. Yeah, I am
1: you know, between writing books and and. Raising my daughters, you know, I have three daughters,
0: so my family's three daughters. Yes. Pause. I I, I can see you from here. You're not old enough to have one. I have three. Oh, three. Oh my God. I you live in so a sorority, God. Paul. All uh, right. Listen, you swallow those years, don't you? Yeah. That's well right. done. Well done. Yeah.
1: So, I obviously my family's most important to me, but I like to I like to share with other people what they can do to to become better versions of themselves, even grow their business and and so part of me is I, I've got to write, and I write books, and I'm writing a book right now I'm really excited about. It's called Skillionaire, and, uh, this, and the book Skillionaire is all about what it takes to build the skills to be able to, to continually make millions, and I believe it'll set you free if you have
0: the right skill sets to be able to, you know, bring at this industry, right? Well, that, that's huge, because frankly, it's interesting you should say that, because I think that there's so much opportunity. People are so hungry, not only from the standpoint of getting adequate training, but the skills and the mindset necessary to really achieve the things that most people want, but that frankly, lacking some of the things that you bring to the table, they never get there. And hopefully today, we're, we're not going to change lives, or maybe we will, but hopefully today you are going to really trigger some thoughts within our listeners. And especially about some of the things that you cover in your first book. And the, fir- the first book is called Listing Boss. Is that correct?
1: Yes, sir. There you Listing go. Listing Boss.
0: Very good. Tell us a little bit about what was the compelling reason as to you wanted to write Listing Boss. Who was it directed ta- to? Why did you write it?
1: I want to just take you back and tell you kind of where I came from and, and, and yeah, I'll circle back. A great but, place to start. You know, I, I grew up in northwest Missouri. I barely made it through high school. I didn't go to college. I used to work on a dairy farm, milking 250 head of cattle a day. And I didn't really know what I wanted to do with my life, but I met a guy, uh, his name was Jimbo, took me under his wing. And Jimbo was a millionaire and he mentored me as a teenager. And he gave me several pieces of advice throughout my life that would really determine the trajectory of my life. And the first piece of advice he gave me was, "Hoss, you got to start a business because profits are better than wages. So I started Pratt Lawns as a teenager, <laughs> Profits right?
0: Profits are better than wages. Profits are better than wages. There's yeah. the
1: first distinction for the audience. Uh huh. Yeah, and and I started Pratt Lawns, and I and I cold called the white pages of the phone book, and and, and you know in the winter, right, when there's no no, no uh, grass to mow. Right, right. And I, and I started off with a hundred lawns, and and I built that, and I ran it for years, and then
0: how old are you at this point? Seventeen, eighteen. Okay entrepreneur from the very very early stage yes sir from early on
1: and and jimbo goes okay Haas, it's time for the next move i said where i what do i do he goes it's time to move i said why he said because you become a product of your environment so make sure your environment is one you want to become a product of he said if you want to succeed and and, and to grow you got to go put yourself in uncharted waters so now that's the time because i grew up like this is a farm community you know like Small town, you know, everybody knew me. I was homecoming king in high school. Like, I mean, I already knew everybody. So he he gave me that piece of advice. And what I did is I moved to Dallas, uh, a place I didn't know anybody. And I was 20 years old. And I Dallas, Dallas, Texas. Little town, huh? Yeah, big city. (laughs) I remember when I got here, I remember thinking, you know, I got my 400 square foot apartment and me sitting there just thinking, wow, I could be anybody I want to be in this place. And the freedom that I felt. And uh, and I got a job going door to door as a door to door salesman and I what are you selling I was selling spa coupons. I was going up knocking 100 doors a day. And I was selling salon and spa coupons where you come in, I'm inviting 20 people in to come in for 90% off here, check it out, you know. And uh, <laughs> and it taught me sales, Paul. Like I learned how to sell when I went door to door. Like I truly mastered selling at least in experiencing the power of having a script that is passionately communicated Mm -hmm. and being able to see how a great salesperson can control the energy and the body and the mind of the prospect. And, and I learned these techniques and, and I, and I mastered them. And so, you know, at that time it was time to go to the next level. So what I did is I got into real estate. I wanted to sell something high ticket and, and I got into real estate. The reason I wrote listing boss, the book was because when I got into real estate, I blew fifty grand. I made a lot of mistakes I was doing things I shouldn't you know I, I just didn't have a good model i guess i you know it was just kind of throwing spaghetti at the wall to see what sticks right and i figured every, I figured it out i I discovered uh, a niche and how important niches were and i and, and marketing and I went from zero business to thirty listings in thirty days and and I thirty listings
0: to, in thirty days.
1: Crush. I just crushed listings, Paul. All I did every day was on the phone, calling for sale by owners and expired listings, and calling them, you know, hundreds a day, every day, Monday through Friday. And I would be on the phone uh, from nine to noon every day. I never missed a day for years. I was on the phone and. Uh, and I loved it. To me, it was therapy. I call Okay, it going I want to, to stop show. you right
0: here, Haas. I, okay. I know, I threw a lot at you there, what, man. No, 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 no. What you just said is huge because there are a number of real estate agents that are going to be listening to this. And I got to tell you, mm-hmm. and for, for that matter, sales professionals, okay? Sure. I got to tell you, this is important stuff because the fact that you did this should be a monumental testament to anybody that's listening that it can be done. Yes. And you can. did it. So you can do it. 30 we're listings there. in 30 days. That's right. You became rookie of the year. How many times were you rejected? Oh my gosh. <laughs> thousands. <laughs> yeah. Thousands. Exactly. exactly. Uh, you
1: know, Paul, I've made hundreds of thousands of phone calls in my career and hundreds of thousands. Of, I've knocked hundreds of thousands of doors. I've done thousands of live seminars in 48 states thousands of kitchen table presentations and that's my passion is that is one-to-one selling one to a few and one to many and uh that's what I get fired up about
0: is it safe to say that you have failed at one point or another in your life
1: yeah I mean I fail every day
0: isn't it yeah here's the thing it's funny you should mention that the way you answer that question because uh I read a book a long time ago called Israel the startup nation and there's a there's a uh, passage, I'm not even going to say it's a chapter. There's a passage in it about interviewing. And it's interesting because they cite how executives in Israel, and and I've adopted this since, uh, will ask a question. And the question is, tell me about a time that you failed and how you actually dealt with it. If the candidate so much as suggests that failure is not something with which they are familiar, The interview is terminated literally within minutes. Because it's not a matter whether you failed or not. It's almost like a rite of passage for humanity. What we're talking about is how did you learn and what did you do with that opportunity to really become better as a result of the failure? And that's the character that failure builds. And you clearly have experienced that and surpassed it. So well done, Mr. Pratt.
1: You know, Paul, listen, buddy, I came from nothing, man. Like, I'm not scared Amen. Listen, I'm not scared, you know, to look stupid. Like, I came from nothing. I came against all odds. So, for me, like, I mean, it's easy,
0: you know. You ain't done yet, buddy. Yeah, I'm not done. Exactly right. I'm not done. (laughs) Okay, well, let me take you to your book. Because this book, I I read your book, uh, Listing Boss, and and I have to tell you, the the passages that I read, I, I loved. So, there are a number of things that you cover. And I have to admit to you that you gave your book a sense of depth that a lot of books that uh, profess to have the answers, many, many books don't touch this. And it's the the, the, the aspect of the mental state, the desire, the belief. And as a matter of fact, there's a chapter in your book that is exactly... Title that, Desire and Belief. Right. Talk to us about how desire and belief became a critical component of your success. Oh, that's a great question.
1: You know, I think most people have a desire for success, especially people that I'm in contact with or people that follow me or people listening to this podcast. Uh, they have a desire to succeed. And what I've learned is, is desire alone is not enough and you just, that's, Jimbo used to call it, that's the spark, Sparky, that's what he would tell me. He says, desire is the spark that that lights the bonfire. It's your job to go build the bonfire, and I look at that that way. I think, you know, being able to have a desire, I'm grateful for my my desire, but I'm more grateful for my willingness to do the work to make that desire become reality, and Mm -hmm. in order to do that, I've got to question my own beliefs. Like, I came from, as I've said, a farm boy from Missouri to the big city to now influencing, you know, thousands, if not millions in, 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 in an industry and in other industries. Like I've had to grow at every level and I've had to shed old beliefs. I had to, we, I call it weeding the garden. Like I always look at myself mm-hmm. and look at my life and I just think like, where are the weeds that I need to pull? Because if you sit too long, the weeds overtake the garden. So I'm always weeding the garden, always mm-hmm. growing mm-hmm. and always You know the what I'm really good at is putting myself in a place that I have to perform. And I I love it. I love it. That's great. I'm going to do this, and then hey, I have to go do it, and forcing uh, that work out of me. But that's really my philosophy around desire and beliefs. Is you know, desire is great, but you got to continue to grow and become the best version of you, and that requires you to change your beliefs and enhance your beliefs.
0: So, self-esteem is an important part of your success. Huge. Like I love myself. Now, like,
1: you know what I'm so like for me, self-esteem. Like I love myself. I'm proud of my life. I'm you know I'm I'm I wouldn't change anything. You know, and I think you know as far as having self-esteem, I think that's important. You know, one thing I will add to that, I think all of us, every one of us, are broken people, and and we all have our own. None of us are perfect. We all have our own thing, and uh, you've got to go do the self-work on your own to grow, and. And that's something for me has always been important. It's always, I mean, I've gone to so many seminars just attending of, to grow and to overcome fear and, and to you know, look at things that have maybe happened in my life as a blessing and not a curse and realize that life happens for us, not to us. And I think that that personal growth and that self-work is important to, for anybody
0: who wants to get to the highest level. Now, you know, it, it, I want to use what you just said as a as – a, uh as a segue to the next stage of the sense of self-awareness. And, and I have to tell you, let me, let me for, for our listeners, I'd, I'd, I would really would like to take this opportunity to perhaps translate some of the things that you said into a different point of view. Um, one of the aspects of leadership, I teach leadership and I coach the leadership, and one of the aspects of leadership that we talk about very often is the aspect of self-efficacy. And what we mean by that is that there is, and you just reminded me of that. What we mean by that is that when an individual has such clear understanding that they are able to do something without getting to the point of arrogance, but at the same token, being so clear in your sense of direction that you know that there is certain efficiencies that you can execute. And it has nothing to do with you thinking that you're better than anybody else or anything. You just simply have that clarity. And when you said what you said just now, it reminded me of that element. Absolutely. It, some people are afraid to really engage in that self-efficacy because they feel they confuse it with arrogance and conceit. And it has nothing to do with that. It is when you have that clarity of mission. And what you just said, and in in, I read this in your book, Haas, mm-hmm. when you, what you just said reminded me of that. So I just wanted to make, not make that distinction because that would be wrong. I wanted to add upon what you just said because I think it would be powerful for people to begin to embrace that right. and to use this as, uh, you yourself as an example. I want to talk also about another component. You have five steps to develop a growth mindset which I thought was powerful. And, and I'm going to read them to you. And I would love for you to actually just briefly chat or briefly comment on each of the points. Right. The five steps are acknowledge and embrace weakness. Why is that important?
1: Because we all have different areas that we have to grow. We all have strengths. We all have weaknesses. And we need to be uh-huh. crystal clear. We got to know ourselves enough to know what our weaknesses are and what our strengths are. And mm-hmm. I, I'm a fan of doubling down on strengths. One thing I've always done awesome. is… I'm, identified what I'm good at, natural at, gifted at, and then
0: and focus put myself
1: that. in the place to bring those talents out. Yeah.
0: Fantastic. Okay. The second one, don't seek approval, focus on what you want.
1: You know, I call, I call it going to the jungle, right? When you go to the jungle to get results, you know, anything I've ever produced in life and business, you know, it required work. It required me to go to the cave, like the book. It required me to go and organize my thoughts and write it or, you know, when I do my conference, it requires me to create that content. And I think in that process of going to the jungle, you know, I look around, I'm always alone, right? The ones I'm like, I'm up late, you know, everybody else is in bed, but here I am working on my craft, doing my thing. Mm -hmm. And, and I think that as part of having a growth mindset, it's important to be okay with that and not lean on other people for success. And Mm -hmm. it'll help you not require approval because you don't need
0: approval as long as you're doing uh, what you got to do in the jungle. Love it. Use failures and challenges as opportunities to grow.
1: Yeah, we never fail. Uh, We only, we win or learn. And that's how I look at failure. I mean, I say I fail every day, but you know, I mean, I don't look at it as I made a mistake. I mean, you may look at it that way, but I don't, I don't. I don't either.
0: I don't lick my wounds, buddy, at all. There's no purpose. As a matter of fact, you remind me of of a conversation that Thomas Edison had with the press after he actually eventually and finally invented the light bulb. And he said, Well, Mr. Edison, how, many, how long did it take you to do this? And he says, Well, months and years. And I said, Okay, so how many experiments did you do? Experiments. He goes, I think I did a little bit under 1,400 experiments. Right. And he goes, Well, you failed 1,400 times. He goes, No, son. I failed 1,400. I, I found out 1,400 ways of not inventing That's the light right. bulb. Without those, I wouldn't have done it. That's right. And to me, that is sort of a definition. I, if I hear it correctly, that's what you're talking about. In terms- Absolutely. Love it. Love it. Have an attitude of determination and perseverance. You got to be tough as nails. I think perseverance is one of the most
1: important skill sets, uh, mindsets that anybody can have is to not give up. Like, If you don't give up, you're going to win, man. Like The thing is, is, the only time you fail is when you stop. Perseverance is so important because in becoming the skillionaire, the only way you can become a skillionaire is by persisting and persisting, and because it strengthens your mind, it builds that muscle, it builds that callus to where you become immune to what other people let stop them.
0: You know, it's interesting because I think that you make mention of the skillionaire in your book, in uh, listening. Yeah, box. I do. I say you got to become a skillionaire before you become a millionaire. A millionaire. Yeah, absolutely. Well done. Very, very nicely done. Okay. And I think I think that there's another one that I want to talk to. Here it is. Believe that success is talent plus hard work.
1: That's exactly right. You gotta go to work you gotta go to work on your talents.
0: So talent is not enough, huh?
1: No. No, you gotta work hard and you gotta be put in a place because what happens is when you work hard you get lucky. When you have talent and you're working hard, you know, people call that luck. But that's when things come into your life, people come into your life. It's actually the law of attraction, you know? Like what you'll realize on your way to the top. Here's what I learned, Paul. Everywhere, every time I went, went went for it. Like, let's say, for example, when I left the farm in Missouri and moved to Dallas, mm-hmm. like I didn't have any security here, buddy. I didn't have a job when I moved here. Like I didn't have nothing but an apartment because I got my <laughs> apartment. And but like I, I, I've every time i've gone for it like that i've just experienced how i attract the people the tools the 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 books the you know, right. all of those things right. in the moments that i need them and i think that's one of the biggest things that i would love our listeners to get out of this today is just go for it and double down on your strengths and if you feel good about it and you're going in a direction that you know you i mean it's hard to fail cuz you're good at what you do then just go for it and know that you're going to be equipped with everything and everybody that you need to be equipped with in order to take you to the highest level. And then you keep doing it at the next level, at the next level, at the next level, at the next level. And you just keep going for it and you'll keep being equipped. And uh, to me, that's the magic of
0: success. That is great. That is great. By the way, one of the things that I, that I heard you mention as we were preparing for this interview was that you have what we call the listing boss Academy. Yes. Tell us about that that sounds pretty exciting.
1: Yeah, I think in terms of, and this is just in terms of coaching in general, no matter what industry, but look at coaching this way. You know, I have over 5,500 hours of coaching professionals. I've been a one-on-one coach for many years. I've helped business owners, brokers, salespeople, real estate agents, mortgage professionals. And through that process, I've learned that coaching alone is not good enough for today's fast-paced world. And coaching needs to be aligned with uh, being a with a system with a with, with the, uh, the ability for the coach or the whoever you're you're learning from to equip you with the system and the models to execute mm-hmm. and in the absence of a of the ex, of that system of the model being equipped by the coach it leaves um, the 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 person like what do I do where do I and, and all these other learning curves that they have to go cultivate so what I did is I saw that and I created a course called listing boss academy and right. It's a 12-month program where I take them step by step in how to build a successful business, but I equip them with everything that they need, and it's uh, it's a it's like a master's degree in business building, and I'm super proud of it. Like I'm so excited about it, and uh, what it's you know I know it's it's uh, it's going to help thousands of people generate millions of dollars in commissions, and you know, Listing Boss Academy is something that anybody that wants to succeed. They need a model, and I believe that this is one of the greatest models for that.
0: That's excellent. Now, are you currently accepting students or, or clients for this uh, academy? Yes, yeah,
1: we accept people every month. So okay. every month we bring on a new class. I take them through the, the, the process, and uh, absolutely. So every month, so if anybody that's interested that wants to be a part of it, um, they need to uh, find me and let me get, send you some information around it.
0: Well, let's, let's go there for a second because yeah. I think it's ex- extremely important. I want people to really have the opportunity to really relish and in, in, in partake of what the, the great information that you put in your book, Listing Boss, and now especially since you have an academy. Right. How does one find you? What, are, what do they have to do? Uh, first of all, first question, Listing Boss, the, the, the book. This is, I'm assuming, on Amazon. Actually, I know that because that's how I bought the book, but I just want to make sure that you reiterate that.
1: I should have sent you an autographed copy, Paul. That's I a, think
0: you should have, by God. Yeah, sorry about <laughs> that. No worries. Hey, listen, yeah, I, got go something, I got something better, the content.
1: Yeah, that's oh, right. No you offense. know, this book, I say this, people love this book, and and the reason that they do is because it's not a book on round theory. You know, one of the things for me is I've done these things, right? I, I've experienced it. I've mastered it, and mm-hmm. it allows me to be able to teach them how to go out and, and duplicate those results and i think you know the way that listing Bosses is is structured the the book and the academy mm-hmm. it, it's about tactical it's it, like if you read this book you're going to know
0: exactly what to do and you're going to oh, be it's, inspired it, it's to clear go there. it's clear as a matter of fact i, I want to take i know they asked the question how to actually access the book but i really want to take advantage of of this segue you've created and i want to just cite The 12 steps that you outline, which I think just by listening to these 12 steps, if anybody has half ability of creativity, you can really use as a point of departure. Number one, creative vision. Very important. Number two, develop a top producing mindset. Mindset and belief, as you mentioned, is powerful. Maximize your time and effort, time management. Identify your niches. You want to talk about that real quick?
1: Riches and niches. And the nichier the niche, the richer the rich. Find a niche. Yeah. It's super important.
0: Do. Don't try to be all things to all people. No. Nope. What was your niche? In real estate? Yeah. For sale by owners. I, yeah, I
1: love the that. niche, Paul. Any niche that 100% of the niche wants to sell. So like in real estate, for example, every expired listing had a home that was listed that the other agent failed to sell. So every day I'd right. call those people. i call the people that didn't want to hire the realtor. And so, those are my niches, man. And I made a lot of money just
0: after those two niches. Did you have a special listing package that compelled people to actually say, Haas, you're the guy that we want to list our property with? Oh, sure. And I get that in the book, right?
1: With the marketing arsenal and having tangible programs and systems that separate you from your competitors. And in the academy, I give them all those things because it's so important because it's so competitive and we need to be able to separate us from everybody else and make it crystal clear.
0: Yeah. The next thing that you say is master lead conversion. So clearly that consistency on making the calls, making the calls, making the calls really drives a great deal of the results. Calls
1: are a part of it, but also automation, you know, like for example, one of the things that I'm passionate about is helping uh, any business owner put systems in their business that automate lead generation, and lead conversion. because. If you don't have a system to manage, then, I mean, people say, oh, I want to be held accountable, but, but accountable to what system? So we got to fix the system problem. And then once that's fixed, I mean, generating, converting leads is important. And, and a phone call is a part of that process, but so is text messaging and email, direct mail, right? There's Love it. Oh,
0: of course. Absolutely. Absolutely. But face-to-face is powerful, is it not? Every, you have to get face-to-face. Right? Absolutely. So, yep. And it can Uh, be done virtually too. You can get face-to-face virtually. just Oh, of course. Like 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 you and I are doing today. Okay. Deploy marketing arsenal. We talked about that. Leverage systems and tools. And you just talked about that as well. Here's the next one. Master your listing presentation. This is where I think some real estate agents really just don't quite complete the process. What did you do that was different? You know what? I came from, for
1: me, like I've experienced, let's say when I was on the road doing seminars, I would do the same seminar three times a day, five days a week same word, same joke, same thing every time. When I went on listing presentations, same presentation, same joke, same question, same time. When I went door to door, same script, same thing. Uh-huh. I feel like for me, Paul, like, I just know the power of having a, a winning presentation and, and, and what happens when you master the delivery of that presentation. And that's the reason I put that in here. I wanted to teach them those lessons of what they could do as well to master that listing presentation to make sure they convert any prospect
0: that they're in front of. Then the next one, get buyers to take action. Give, give our audience one piece of advice that you think will compel a buyer to take action.
1: Well, this isn't in any type of buyer in any type of industry, but creating urgency um, is something that's really important because without urgency, uh, it's hard to convert people. Like if there's no reason for them to, to buy now, for example, I'd use the 2020 election coming up. Look at 2020, the real estate market is completely changes because every year that there's an election, the, the real estate market comes to a screeching halt. So, what we need to do is we need to take advantage of these properties that are on the market right now because we have a window of opportunity to get you in the perfect property before the market shifts. So, that's an example of what I mean by creating urgency to get mm-hmm. people to take action. And that's one example, but there's always a way to create urgency. Always. If you want more information,
0: you need to read this book. Totally. Okay.
1: And by the way, let me finish yeah. here. Listingbossbook.com is how they get this.
0: Ah, outstanding. Thank you for returning yeah. to the main point. And here's what I'm going to do, Paul. I'm Listingbossbook.com. I'm gonna,
1: yep, and I'm going to send it to them. All they have to do is I'm not, they don't got to buy the book, but they got to pay for shipping and handling. at $7.95 at Listing Boss Book. They okay. could go to Amazon, but it's going to be like 15 or $16. But if you're interested, you go to Amazon and read the reviews and you can see we have over right, right 155 up. star reviews. Like people, yep, yep. they call it their blue Bible. They love this thing and they just love carry it. it everywhere.
0: If you are a new real estate agent that just got recently licensed, let me tell you one thing. I, I happen to have the opportunity to work with a number of real estate agents that, that I coach. And I will tell you that when I picked up this book, it gave me new perspectives some of which I was familiar with, but a lot of things And the way that Haas, that you positioned this was so well orchestrated because you brought a number of the critical elements together. Right. I recommend folks, invest the money, invest a couple of days, sit down, read this book, and then extract from it some of your key things that you're going to put into practice. Because if you don't put half of this stuff, goodness, you can put, you can put one half of the things that Hash you put together in this book, and you will see a material change in your business, clearly for the better, okay, clearly for the better. Um, one last thing that I wanted to ask you, as far as Scaling there, that's the next book that is coming, uh, you've got the Listening Boss Academy, and people know how to get a hold of you for, if anybody's interested, they will actually... Uh, see information in that website which is listingbossbook.com Yeah, you go to listingbossbook.com, get the book, you can go to listingboss
1: academy to check out the academy. Okay, so they're two different sites. Two different
0: sites, okay, yes sir. Very good. And you do one-on-one coaching as well for real estate agents? Is that true? I still do some one-on-one coaching. A lot okay. of people I've coached, I've coached for eight years. You know, oh, I haven't okay. brought on a new client in uh in a, in a, a while. while. <laughs> but, so what are you mostly doing right now? Speaking, seminars
1: Yeah. So speaking, uh, coaching, I do a lot of coaching in terms of my groups, right? So being able to do like group live Zoom meetings, you know, I coach people all over the world. Like I coach the number one real estate team in Spain and, you know, we do a lot of- like. kidding. Is that right? Yeah, man. That market out there, that's like the wild, wild west out there, man. It's crazy. (laughs) I love it. But speaking and, and, uh, yeah, speaking and
0: coaching, that's what I do. Excellent. Well, folks, it has been a pleasure for me to have an opportunity to just share a moment uh, with Haas Pratt. Haas, I hope, because there's so much more that we could have covered just on this interview alone uh, that I would like to cover in the future, and especially after Skilling comes out. But you definitely are a light for people that are really trying to get their bearings, if you will, into the real estate, and for that matter, the actual selling profession. This is a great book, I recommend it, folks. Haas Pratt, Listing Boss, Listing Boss Academy. Sir, you are a gentleman, thank you for joining us, and I hope that in the very near future, as we invite you back, that you will come back and join us.
1: I will come back anytime.
0: You are a gentleman. Haas Pratt, Listing Boss, folks. Now, a couple of things that I wanna tell you. You've heard a number of things today that are really important. Well, like any knowledge if you are going to just simply listen to it and dismiss it you might as well be doing something completely different we are offered material information lessons on a daily basis it's up to us to do something with it so action is really going to be the catalyst to actually get to where you want to go please retape replay Now replay this interview over and over again until you get one or two value things and then go put them into practice. And I promise you, once you do that, you will see that your journey toward your desired end, your success has not only begun, but it's getting fortified and you will get there. Thank you so much for joining us for another installment of the High Performance Business Solutions Podcast. This is Paul De La Garza. Thanking you for being there. Take care and be well. Please remember to like, share, and subscribe. And if you are on iTunes, please leave us a review. This has been a high-performance business solutions production.